In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Unless you move the desert and live off-grid in some cave, you will experience conflict because relationships involve people, people are broken, and broken people create conflict. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we We salute salute you. you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. I'm Jim Ramos, and as you could hear, I'm with Dale Culver. How you doing, man? Doing wonderful. What's the what's the latest, bud? What's going on? The latest, oh, I am an. Ex, you really want to know? I'm a landscaping extraordinary. Yeah, and you, you bought a nice new espresso machine. No, my landscaping has nothing to do with the espresso machine. But <laughs> you've seen? Have you seen the pictures on Facebook? Yeah, briefly, dude. Briefly, I'm doing a sweet Zen garden. Oh gosh. <laughs> well, we don't believe in Zen, so maybe you can call it something else. So it's, uh, where I can go work for men in the arena in my garden. Yeah, I don't know about that. So, <laughs> hey, do you have a man word for us today besides Zen? Zen. No, the man word today is bold, and this is something that hmm. men need to be more hmm. uh, standing up for what is right. Ah, and, now I got you. And um, and and uh, just be bold in that thing. Uh, be bold in how you live your life, and and don't shrink back. So. That's that's what I wanted to throw out. There. I don't think you should shrink back at all. Shrink back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's get in the meat of the podcast. I think that's great, and that really flows nicely with what we're going to talk about oh, today. Good. And this again goes back to the the rough draft of the book I wrote that'll be released in June, called "The Full Capacity Man." And this chapter is called "The Peacemaker." The subtitle of this chapter is "Peace Faker, Peace Breaker." or peacemaker, and we're going to ask guys to identify which one they default to. Mm. But that, that comes from 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 2 and 3, where Paul says, an overseer then must be peaceable. Now, they knew, that's in the New, New American Standard Bible. Now, listen to how different it is. And this is why men get confused, and that's why I'm writing this book. In 1 Timothy 3, verses 2 and 3 in the NIV... It says, now the overseer must not be quarrelsome. So we have the same Greek word, amashe, Mm -hmm. and it's defined by the New International Version translators as not quarrelsome, which actually is a better translation, in this case, the New American Standard, which translates theirs as peaceable. And I'm going to explain in a second why I think it's a better translation. 
But a, a book that guys need to get a hold of, a little short book, it's a book called Resolving Everyday Conflict by Ken Sandy and Kevin Johnson. And this really is the hypothesis of this chapter and this podcast. Peacemakers see conflict as an opportunity to resolve problems in a way that not only benefits everyone involved, but also honors God. They use conflict to glorify God, serve others, and become more like Christ. Uh, Very unlike uh, the peacemaker that many guys are thinking about right now when they hear this podcast, in 1847, Samuel Colt accepted an order (laughs) for 1,000 revolvers from Captain Samuel Walker of the Texas Rangers. Walker. Texas Ranger. Before Colt began mass producing, his revolvers handguns had not even played a significant role in history of the American West. Short-barreled handguns were costly and inaccurate. And at the time, the sidearm of choice was the Bowie knife. Wow. Not David Bowie, James (laughs) Bowie. In 1873, Colt produced the Colt Single Action Army Revolver, which became famously known in American history as the Peacemaker. It's single-action handgun with a revolving cylinder. You guys know what this looks like. Mm-hmm. Holding six cartridges that has been offered in over 30 different calibers and various barrel lengths. Because of the impact of Colt's repeating weapon design, a popular saying during the time was, and I love this, God made men, but Sam Colt made them equal. Yeah. So the peacemaker. <laughs> so when we look at these translations uh, in the New American Standard Version and the New International Version, we have either not quarrelsome or we have peaceable. The Greek word is amishon, and it mean, it does not, now this is important, it does not describe someone who is looking for a physical altercation, but one who is looking for an argument. So, the, so, and this word is only mentioned two times in the Bible. Both times are in the pastoral epistles. It's the only time we see it. And this word is described, it's a compound word. So the first part of the word is mache, or M-A-C-H-E, mache. It means to fight or combat. It's used in terms of battle, in arms and battle. So it can mean not a fighter, or it can mean not quarrelsome. It, it basically describes a person who has a chip on their shoulder. You know, we live in a world today, Dale, where uh, uh, we don't see the fighting the way we used to see it. We don't see schoolyard. We don't see it. And as we become adults, you see a lot more. I mean, we see it. It's there. But there's so much litigation nowadays. You know what I'm saying? I see it. I have a son. Okay. As I, <laughs> as I saw it with my within my family, but just yeah. not outside that much. And so... You know, we live in a day and age as adults that's so intellectualized that you don't see physical altercations very often. I don't ever see them in my circle of people. So, you know, that word, uh, chip on your shoulder, have you heard of it? You know where that word comes from? Hmm. It comes from the British Royal Dockyards in the 1700s. So one of the perks at this time period of a shipwright is they were allowed to accumulate surplus timber. So they could, you know, anything they'd had like pallets, uh, things that were left over on the ships, they could take these home and use them for lumber to construct uh, homes or do remodels or for burning, you know, for fire and heat. And so what happened, though, this is really interesting. In 1753, a new order was issued limiting these pieces of wood being carried to things that you could carry under your arm. And these pieces of lumber were called chips, 
So if the chip was too large, you couldn't carry it under your arm and you had to put it on your shoulder to be more weight bearing. And if you were carrying a chip on your shoulder, which was forbidden, you would be told to get the chip off your shoulder and return it. And so this resulted uh, in uh, bad attitudes and warnings, and it actually led to uh, a strike because these guys were so furious over this. So that's where that came from. So when we talk about this person who is quarrelsome or not being quarrelsome, we're saying don't walk around with a chip on your shoulder. Be a man of peace instead. So NIV says not quarrelsome. New American Standard says be a be peaceable. So when we talk of this word, I want to break down three different words I think guys are confused about, okay? The first one is what I call a peace faker. I also call this guy a peace keeper. You know, I heard a pastor one time say uh, at a conference, should we blame the problems of this world on a loving God or at the hands of gutless cowards who are leaders in the church? Mm. And I think when I look at boards, when I look at churches that have blown up, and I look at organizations that have blown up, I can usually track it back to a leader who is allowed to run free by a bunch of gutless cowards who are his board of directors. Ultimately, the onus of sin is on the leader, right? But when guys are watching that and for this, in the name of peace don't confront, they really, really hurt the kingdom of God. So I call these guys peace fakers or peacekeepers. And here's how I want to illustrate this. One of the things that my wife and I love to do is we love the city of San Pedro, Belize. We've been there a dozen times speaking at uh, different at, at the YWAM base down there that was down there at the time. And one of the things we love to do is we rent a golf cart. We ride around town. And there, the town only has three streets, front, middle, and back street. And we just ride around at night. And, and, and some of the streets are one way and some go one way. Then they switch halfway down. And it's just kind of, you know, it's hard to navigate if you don't know the area. We just love driving around there. And one night we were riding around the golf cart. We had a couple of the students with us. We went, took them to dinner. We went down this street and I accidentally turned on the wrong wrong way on a one-way street. And I almost ran into a San Pedro city policeman. He's wearing the full uniform and he starts screaming at us. And he said something I'll never forget. He said, you need to get out of here before someone gives you a ticket. I thought, you're the policeman, bro. But see, he was a peacekeeper. He wasn't a peacemaker. Mm -hmm. He wasn't willing to enforce the peace. He was just willing to keep the peace. And in his mind, it was getting me out of there before some other policeman who had the guts to write me up would write me up. Right. So mm -hmm. I had to laugh at that. I thought that was pretty funny. And so, you know, uh, in their book, Resolving Conflict, which is an everyday conflict by earlier, I said, Ken Sandy and Kevin Johnson, they write something that's really powerful. They said, there are three basic ways people respond to conflict. We choose to escape, attack, or make peace. Escape responses are usually peace faking, trying to make things look good even when they aren't. The peace faker escapes, evades, and excuses away conflict to, quote, keep the peace, but fails to understand how different this is from making peace. So the, according to Sandy and Johnson, peace faking responses have one thing in common. It's all about me. In other words, the focus is on me. I am in self-preservation mode, so I am not going to make something happen because it's going to affect me potentially negatively. So that is really the overarching theme of the peace faker. So now let's talk about the, or I also call that a peacekeeper. Peacekeeper 
or a peace faker. So let's move to the second topic, and this is the peace breaker. This person, unlike the peace faker who runs from conflict, the peace breaker attacks with actions or words. I mean, they tack in the form of litigation, which is interesting since we are living in the most litigated time in history. Christians, I mean, I don't understand that with Christians, but peace breaking can escalate into full-blown assault. So it can it can become a nasty nasty thing. And I, I, when I so when I think of a the ultimate peace breaker, like if I'm going to put somebody's picture in the dictionary, when you th- hear the words Le- Le- Lorena Bobbitt, what do you think of? Snip snip. Yeah, I mean, so I think you know she took an <laughs> 8-inch knife and cut off her husband's penis in 1993. She was driving down the road and because it was too hard to steer with a penis in her hand, she literally threw it out the window. Overridden with guilt, called the police. After a massive search, they found and attached the penis on her husband. Now, I'll tell you what. That is a literal peace breaker. This is, you know, this is, you know. And so I think we all default on some level to peace breaking with certain people, maybe in our marriages. But the peace breaker is somebody who just full-blown assault, attack mode. Uh, they, It's all about them winning. It's all about them winning. And the last guy or gal is the peacemaker. And this really is the goal of Christians. You know, we were, so I told you about my golf cart experience in San Pedro. Yeah. So last May, actually, you were with me, Dale. You had, I think, left at the time, but I was, we were on the island of the night. I was getting, I was gassing up a friend's golf cart. So again, it's a golf cart story. And I was dry, I drove about, I don't know, 400 yards, a quarter mile to the gas station. Got gas. I was driving up to the house. I had got pulled over by a policeman. <laughs> in Lanai, there's a saying, what happens on Lanai, everyone knows. Pretty soon, I'm sitting there with my wife in a golf cart. Pretty soon, not only is there one policeman behind me, but now another one comes and blocks me in on the front, in front of me. Lights spinning. Pretty soon, the whole neighborhood's out there. Why am I pulled over in Lanai? I'm a normal guy. I don't have a warrant for my arrest. Because... It's not legal to drive a golf cart, but I didn't know that I was on vacation filling up my friend's golf cart. So this guy said, Hey, you are a gold mine of infractions. I am writing you a ticket. He handed me a ticket. He said, but if you call this number and go to the, you know, uh, a zoom call to the judge, you guys can work it out. And I did. And I actually got it expunged quote with prejudice, but, but here's an example of a peacemaker. He was nice to me. He was kind. He gave me an opportunity to, to negotiate my way out of it potentially, but he was not stopping in writing me that ticket. He wasn't calling another one. So uh, in Purpose Driven Life, Rick Warren wrote this. He wrote, peacemaking is not avoiding conflict. Running from a problem, pretending it does not exist, or being afraid to talk about it is actually cowardice. Jesus, the Prince of Peace, was never afraid of conflict. Peacemaking is also not appeasement. Always giving in, acting like a dormant, and allowing others to always run over you is not what Jesus had in mind. In other words, conflict is part of life. Unless you move the desert and live off-grid in some cave, you will experience conflict because relationships involve people, people are broken, and broken people create conflict. The peace mm-hmm. faker is usually focused on me. The peace breaker is zeroed on, zeroed in on the other person. And the peacemaker is fixated on Christ and how to glorify him. So in other words, you have the peace 
Faker focuses on me. The peacebreaker focuses on you. The peacemaker focuses on Jesus. And so, guys, here are four practical ways that you can be a peacemaker. And I'm calling them G1, G2, G3, G4. And this is out of Sandy's and Johnson's book. The first one is go higher. In other words, how can you bring God and what the Bible teaches into this situation? So go higher. G1, go higher. G2, get real. This is really important. What's my part in this conflict? Where can I take responsibility? Where do I have to own my own behavior? G3, gently engage. In other words, how can I help? You know, the Bible says, let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. It also says, whatever you do, do speak speak in love. Speak the truth in love, right? Is that Ephesians 4.15 maybe? Speak the truth in love. So gently engage. How can I help others accept responsibility for their actions? And how can I gently engage in the tough conversations about sin? And the last one, G4, is get together. How can I for, how can I give forgiveness and help reach a peaceful solution? Who needs to help mediate in this conflict potentially? What non-threatening environments can I help achieve a win-win for all parties? So, guys, I hope that helps you. Uh, remember, G1, go higher. G2, get real. G3, gently engage. G4, get together. This will all be in my book coming out in January. Or you can just listen to this podcast and share it with your friends. Dale, what's next, go. man? Man, we want you to head on over to our website at meninthearena.org and grab your free electronic version of Jim's newest book, Tell Them what great fathers tell their sons and daughters. Until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. And be a man. You've been listening to the Men in the Arena podcast. If you hunger to be your best version, then join thousands of men from around the world in our Men in the Arena forum on Facebook. This is the best place to have open discussions around the topic of biblical manhood. Make sure to explore our website at meninthearena.org, sign up for the weekly equipping blast, and take advantage of our many free resources designed to help you become your best version of a man. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. Remember, when a man gets it, Everyone wins. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men's from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.